Welcome to the Cult of the Clock Tower. I am Andrew Nathanson. Every other week, a special guest and I have an in-depth discussion about a character from the game Blood on the Clock Tower. Today's character is the Washerwoman, a townsfolk from the Trouble Brewing Edition, whose ability reads, you start knowing one of two players is a particular townsfolk. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Today, joining me is a very special guest. This is official storyteller, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Hi. So you have been in San Diego for a bit, so we've played a few games in person together, actually, which is... (laughs) I haven't had very too many other guests who I've actually played with, Uh, some of the initial ones, but certainly not an official storyteller guest. And today we're going to be talking about The Washerwoman, which I'm very excited to talk about because we've had some very interesting games with The Washerwoman. But first, do you want to tell me like why you chose the washerwoman um there's a few different reasons one is that i think my first couple of choices were no longer available (laughs) and also the more i thought about it the more i do think that there's a lot of really interesting plays that you can do like there's a you get this one bit of information but there's so many ways that you can use that afterwards and gain trust and decide what to do with it and it also is quite special to me because it's the first character I ever was. So back in the very first game, I was a washwoman uh, who actually misunderstood their information <laughs> first as I had not listened to the rules properly. <laughs> was that, that was your very first game ever and the very first game the, ever? The very first very game Very first ever. game of Blood yeah. on the Clock Tower ever. Wow. You were also <laughs> the washerwoman. You were just telling me in the 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 video, the like playthrough video. Yes. So I learned The Undertaker in that one. And then we built up trust because of that. But we still lost as the good team. Yeah, that was the only one where the good lost, huh? Or no? No, we won. No, no, you only won Badman Rising. When I was huh? the demon, we <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have a bad track record on video, huh? <laughs> um, so well, I won one as evil, lost one as good, and won one as good. So it was oh, okay. two for three. Okay, not too bad. Yeah. yeah, okay. Never mind. I feel like there was one player in those videos who didn't win any of them. Uh, uh, I don't I know, think though. there was a couple. It's been a while since I've watched them. Yeah, whoever was evil in that second game, I think, possibly. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a lot to talk about here. And like I said, we've had some interesting experiences in our games. Even in the games where we didn't have a washerwoman in the ones we've played, I feel like oh. washerwomen's almost <laughs> always come into it as like a bluff or something. That is true, actually. So I bluffed as the washerwoman <laughs> to you to cover a more important good role and... You took it up and it took me too long to work out. <laughs> you were lying to me. Yeah. And you were actually evil. Who was I? Was I the Undertaker? Yeah, you were. Well, you were the drunk, actually, but you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I figured that out later. Um, cool. So let's talk about just the general sort of strategy as the Washerwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a character that you can go so many different ways with that there maybe isn't necessarily one general strategy. But... If you know nothing else going to a game as the washerwoman, like what are the things you're thinking about? What are the things you want to figure out? That kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I like I say, I like the washerwoman because there is a few different things you can do. I know that some people like to publicly come out. Um, it, most times I would err away from completely saying all of your information outright. Uh, you've often learned a very powerful character like the Undertaker or the Fortune Teller. So if you make, make it publicly known to the group that it's one of two people, then obviously the demon knows that as well. Um, my my most often, my strategy is to just approach the people that I've been shown, th- usually show them three different characters. And if they nod and say they were one of them, then I narrow it down. And that tends to be a good way of avoiding... Um, any situation where I might have been shown the spy or be drunk Mm -hmm. and then evil can capitalize on that and then take on that role. And so that tends to be for me a good way of doing that. Yeah. Um, Some people can just stay completely quiet. Um, The washerwoman, I think, can be interesting because you can kind it's kind of less bad for good if you if you die. So if you can swap with someone powerful so that they can share your information and you can sort of like um, pretend to be their role if people ask you. That can also be very powerful. Um, but I think in general, you more want to build trust as a washerwoman. I think that's the main strength of that character. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you can build trust in two directions, kind of. Like, if you talk to someone and they clearly are who you saw, you mm-hmm. really strongly trust them, especially if you yes. don't prompt them to say that. If they, they come out, you. you know you can trust them really strongly, but they don't necessarily know they can trust you, which is where you can do the Whereas you can go in the fully the other extreme where you just go up to them and you ask, are you this thing? And if they are, 
then they know they can trust you very strongly because you just called them right out the bat. The only other way you could do that is if you're a spy, which mm-hmm. is, of course, something they can always keep in mind. Um, but that that's a way to build trust immediately. That's it. Um, but what you were saying is kind of in the middle where you build a little it's, bit of trust yeah. with them and let them trust you a little bit. It's where, a bit of both. Yeah. So why, why don't you tell me in more detail like exactly how, how that strategy plays out? Because I'm familiar with it. I've seen it done. I've seen you do it. I've done it myself. Um, but the listener might not be as familiar with that sort of idea. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of things to keep in mind. So you'll obviously be shown uh, two different people. Uh, you want to approach them both. Um, and you want to show them three characters that... I, I would tend to show them the same three characters because otherwise, like, the the one that overlaps will be obvious. But I would show them the same three characters, ask if they're one of them. Um, there is an issue in that you might accidentally get mm-hmm. the the other person's real character as well but then that's not bad if you're good learning who they are isn't isn't so bad um so what i would tend to do is approach every single person in the circle individually and either ask them all two or three characters or just mutter something to some of them so no single player knows exactly who i talk to and then i may or may not actually publicly claim washerwoman but i in that situation would never say who the two people i got shown were and what character i got shown uh, so that information would only go to the person who confirms that they are one of the characters that I point to. Mm-hmm. And then you do the three characters thing because if you just asked one mm-hmm. character, that would be very easy for an evil player who exactly. knows you're drunk or poisoned or they are the spy and registering as a townsfolk to you. It's very easy for them to just say, yeah, I am that thing. Yeah. If you just go up and straight up say, are you the soldier? And they're like, yeah. You're like, okay. But yeah. it's very easy to be tricked that yeah, way. Yeah, and if you show them three, then... They can say, yes, I am one of those. And then they have to pick the then correct one. They have one. to pick the correct one. Exactly. So yeah. There's still a chance you could be tricked by a crafty evil player. Yeah, someone um, could just get lucky. Yeah, but it, it reduces the odds a lot. And if there's three options, they might be less inclined to try it. Yeah. I have a few other interesting methods that you can use to establish that kind of trust. One of which I've used, the other of which I haven't used, but I've thought about and I think it's really funny. Uh, I want to try, <laughs> but I'm afraid that everyone would just immediately assume I'm evil because it's so weird. Um <laughs> So the first one is going up, and this one is really more establishing for me to trust them. And I would only really feel comfortable doing this if I don't think that they would immediately like get really suspicious of me. Um, and this is to go up to one of the two people you talk to, and probably other people to cover it up as well, mm-hmm. like you were saying, and point to two characters, neither of which are the one you saw, and say, hey, are you either of these? And you do that to both of them. If they both say no, then you're like, okay, well, they weren't taking any kind of easy bait. Then going back up to them and saying, okay, I know you aren't either of those. Are you this? And tell them the real thing. And doing that is like, it's a really good way for you to establish, okay, these aren't evil character, evil players who are just going to take the first thing I give them. Like an extra precaution against yeah. that strategy. I actually did this in one of the games we played recently, and it helped me catch a spy. Because um, I went up to the two people who you showed me as storyteller. Yes. Who were both evil, I think, right? Uh, that's uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I I had seen the, what was it, fortune teller? I had seen the fortune teller, and I went up to both of them, and I asked, are you the chef or the investigator? And at first, both of them were like, no, I'm not either of those. One of them later looked like he had something he wanted to say to me, so I walked up to him, and I said, are you sure you're not this? And I pointed to the investigator, and he's like, oh, yes, I am the investigator. <laughs> Here's what I learned. And I thought that was strange. And also, not, and then after that, I asked the other one, are you the fortune teller? And they said, no. So at that point, I was like, okay, I'm either drunk, poisoned, or one of them's a spy. And if it's a spy, it's probably the one who eventually took the took the character I was giving them. Right. And what he gave me as investigator information was that there was a baron in the game, which didn't make sense with the outsider count. So he was like, so I think I was poisoned or drunk. And I was like, okay, well, since it was supposed to be, I think, a zero outsider game. So I was like, okay, so there's not a drunk if there's not a baron. And if one of us was poisoned, it had to be you. But then my information should be good. So basically from that, I was able to deduce pretty certainly that this person was the spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the odds of you having chosen investigator when it was actually their role were pretty slim as well. So yeah. you could pretty much be... Yeah, so I, I had the more, suspicion from that. Yeah. But of course, it, you could just guess around yeah, and roll can, and get yeah. it. Um, actually, that actually <laughs> happened to me twice today in the games we played today. There oh. were two people who weren't washerwomen who came up to me and asked me about characters and guessed my character <laughs> straight off the bat. I don't know how that happened. Um, and they were both good characters too, bluffing as washerwoman, which is really interesting. Yeah, um, I think it's a good strategy to sort of hide your more powerful character. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, but so that was 
just a good anecdote, I think, to show that, like, if you're a little bit, if you're kind of sneaky and cute with your information, you can you can really figure out some evil yeah. players sometimes. It's sort of like saying I have this information as well, Shawman, and I'm going to put every protection on it before I, like, release it. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew full well that that would make me suspicious. Um, yeah. But then if you have the opposite happen and neither claim it at all, and then you go up and you do the other thing, and then you've got, again, like a trust going towards you and a mm -hmm. trust going towards them. So it's, and I think in Trouble Brewing, that's one of the most, like, necessary things for good and it's something that you when you don't see it happen when good players don't form a chain of trust and start sharing information that's when they're in real trouble mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't tend to matter if they've got very powerful evil characters or if evil are all sitting next to each other and conspiring if good can just find chains of trust and share their information they're always much much better off yeah i do think there are merits to doing it in any of the different ways though mm -hmm. like there's sometimes you want to really make sure someone trusts you there's sometimes when you really want to make sure you trust someone and that you can totally play that based on just like trying to read a person mm -hmm. like there are some players who i know better than others so if i'm so shown someone who i think i can get a pretty good read on if they're lying to me or if i just think there's someone who wouldn't be like confident enough to take mm. an information i give them like maybe they have their own plan and they're probably just going to go with that then i'd be more more inclined to just do the thing that will make them trust me more yeah which I think is rarer because it's not often when you have a character player who you can read that well. But I yeah, I think going drop I drop to two sometimes if I mm -hmm. trust them a little bit more. Um, I don't I oh, I'm pretty cagey with it when I have it. I don't usually drop to just straight up one, uh, even though most of the time you can trust. Like it isn't that often that. I don't think actually the washerwoman barely ever is made the drunk because it is quite hard to, mm -hmm. because it's quite easy for them to figure that out if they are. Um, and then the spy is obviously not in every game. So like like a, a large amount of the time you can actually trust that one of those two people is the townsfolk. But for that situation where it, it yeah. isn't true, it is really damaging. So you I do want to like protect against it. I think that's sort of the thing in Trouble Brewing is like, no matter what, you're most likely just getting good information yeah. and like you should act like it. But at the same time, you kind of have to build these safe safeguards in just yeah. to protect it against getting really screwed over. Yeah. And uh, it does also like coming out completely publicly with the whole thing is something you can do to direct the sway of the game a little bit as well. Because if you point to two people and say one of these is The Undertaker and then the other one says, oh, well, I'm not, I'm this. And you've kind of got like quite a few people to just start coming out early and if there's a couple of like good characters there, that, that creates a lot of targets for the mm -hmm. demons. So you might still keep some of those people in and you've got everyone coming out, which then when, when evil doesn't come out as readily, they're they're more suspicious. So mm -hmm. so that actually can be a way of like creating more of that like everyone say your information quickly game. Yeah. If you want the game to go that way. You you have that power over that undertaker or fortune teller or a monk of just saying, Well, I can tell the group, mm -hmm. like so if you are that style of player, you have that option. As I say, I'm kind of the opposite. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth being careful there, though, because, like, maybe mm -hmm. that is the only, like, really, like, solid continuing information character in the game. They're the yeah. one you know about. If you give them away right away, yeah. now the demon has a great target. Yeah. I've seen that quite a few times, and it's like, oh, no, why did you oh, say that? It's a really, like, common thing to see, like, newer players do. As I say, I usually, like, I would I would never do this, but... If you do want the game to be a bit more like that, then you 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 have that option. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the different types of characters you can see. So like if you were shown, let's say the Undertaker, that's a pretty mm -hmm. good example of a character who probably wants to hide, who probably is going to try to stay alive and get some information. Mm -hmm. um, do you handle that differently than like being shown a Raven Keeper? Um, I think I, I handle them almost the same because in one situation someone only wants to be demon bait and then the other they only want to be uh, to avoid the demon so they both kind of have the same um penalty to sharing that information because one now you have kind of made it that they're not going to be killed by the demon and the other one you have made it that they likely are going to be killed by the demon so i think no i wouldn't treat them that differently and i do often i kind of talk to the player and kind of see what they want to do with it as well which I feel like you don't have to do, but I just feel it's quite courteous to say you're playing this, like how would you like to play it? Mm -hmm. But again, you've got that trust with it. And so what I often try and do is like possibly swap us over so they can claim Washerwoman and mm -hmm. I can claim their character 
not publicly because then it would be obvious that I wasn't really that character because I would never do that in that situation uh but privately to a couple of people and hope to attract well hope to attract a demon kill but this is what I was thinking about I was like actually when a washerwoman does get to the final three because the one thing they have been able to do is build up trust I'm actually kind of reconsidering that now I always would try and like or be happy to be executed or happy to die as the washerwoman but there's actually something really to be said for staying alive as well i think because, yeah, yeah they're one of the characters that tends to be the most trusted yeah for good reason because yeah. they're easy to easiest to confirm um not like strongly confirm like the virgin but like you know confirm and mm. as much as you can and more so characters. than any other top four character mm-hmm. uh because the librarian can be if they are shown like um the recluse is harder to prove but if they are shown the butler and they say that the butler you might have a similar level of trust um the chef you can never really prove or disprove until you've solved to the demon is and um which one am i missing the oh the investigator you can never trust investigators information (laughs) i never talked about the other idea i had for (laughs) establishing trust in both directions Mm. uh which is a little bit more out there um (laughs) this is this is an idea i had you can basically so you probably want to talk to everyone because um just like to cover up who the people you actually know about are, if, if that's the strategy you're going with. And my thought was, when, while you're going around talking to everyone, for everyone who isn't the two char- the two people you saw, and actually including the two people you saw, also tell them a character, just a random character from the sheet, everyone a different character. Mm-hmm. And then tell the two people that you actually saw, say, hey, I'm the washerwoman, I want you to pay attention to this other person. And like, and ask them to tell you them, uh, ask them to tell you what they are. So they reveal to you and you tell them to pay attention to someone else who you told their character beforehand. And then you ask everyone in the group to go around and name the character you told them. So then everyone's just shouting out a bunch of different characters. One person is saying the character that the two people are watching and they know they're like, okay, if that person says my character, then Uh... that's like the confirmation like you told them that before you talked to me okay so it's like you're getting someone else to call out the name of the character so and what this does is it allows you to directly tell them exactly who they are not one of three yeah and it allows them to tell you directly who they are not having a one in three shot it's harder to get everyone to go along with it because you have to get everybody involved but if you do that it's like kind of the perfect way to confirm yourself to them and them to you if they're willing to just tell you that right um because it's it's just you've it, left the information yeah. behind with someone else yeah it's almost like, like writing it down on a piece of paper it. and being like hey look i'm the washroom and i'm writing down <laughs> what you are you tell me and then we'll yeah. see if they match i guess you could just say it on three as well that's probably easier <laughs> <laughs> no this is way more fun yeah just get the whole group to say a word oh hmm <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's that works too. <laughs> hmm. This it, this is in fairness, it's more foolproof. You, yeah, you can you can always not say something after three. Then <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can also not say something if you're in a circle yes. with people saying things. Uh, um, but yeah, you know what? Now that you say it, that's probably that's a pretty good way to do I'm it. Actually, Just, I don't think I've ever done that. Me neither. I've never thought so of that. <laughs> as much as I'm laughing at this convoluted plan, there is never. I've never thought to just say, right. just say it on three. <laughs> <laughs> and you do that for so many other characters. You're like, oh, we're both an outsider. Let's say on three yeah. which outsider we are. I think I think mm. the main issue with that is that it requires them to trust that you're the washwoman and that. That because, they're going to say it. Because, yeah, because yeah. it's like, even if they're revealing their character to you, mm-hmm. they might not want to reveal their character unless they already have some idea that you know who they are. Yeah. Um, but you would look... Oh, and I guess uh, the other issue is that you've got to say it to the other person as well. So Yeah. yeah. So there, there's definitely some issues with that. Uh, doing it on three might be better if they're willing to go along with that. <laughs> it's a little bit easier to fake something and, and just saying it on three, I think. But Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and that means you've got to tell the other the other person you've been showing the real character as well and so that might backfire if that other person was yeah. evil i suppose in my thing um, you still have to do that because they're both going to be watching the same person oh that is true yeah, yeah although not actually if you'd get them to tell you first no you have to tell them who to watch first 
You know, it, it, it was... It was... <laughs> and then you tell them to watch one of three people, <laughs> yes. and then one of those three people and can that... whisper to the person next to them. <laughs> now we're back to that. <laughs> oh. Well, now I have a better alternative to my plan, and I'm glad we had this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. <laughs> Did you have any other ideas uh, to talk about with playing as the washerwoman? Um... Yeah, so just, I think we just briefly touched on it, but like absolutely not revealing anything is a strategy I actually don't think I ever see. Like a washerwoman who full up doesn't, maybe first time players, if just from a situation where they're like a bit cautious to say anything, because uh, sometimes very new players really don't um, go in for the say anything at any time rule and they are very nervous and they're just like, but can I say what character I am <laughs> like say anything at any time but can I say this information yeah you can say whatever you want and so I think that's the only situation where I see a washerwoman completely not come out to anybody um I, I've seen that work out though actually I, that's what I was going to say it's not something I see but it, it's something like it's worth pointing out as another strategy and then also just saying it after the person so that that is the one where yeah like you you get the you obviously can trust them but you won't gain that thing of having the trust of the group for that final three or for any any other thing that you want to do. But again, that can be quite good because then you can safely sort of move on with the game and be happy to be executed. Mm-hmm. Or or if you want, want to nominate the Virgin, that's obviously great because that's something you can do to more confirm yourself yeah. and then confirm your information, which confirms another player. That's similar to something that Ben Finney and I talked about when we talked about the librarian, which is he was basically just saying like, you have a piece. You have one piece of information. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Sometimes the best thing is just to save it and hope that you can catch some people lying with yeah. it. Like if somebody claims the thing you've so- seen, and the real person who is that thing doesn't want to counterclaim because they want to stay secret, you can still know that they're lying and yes. work with that information. So it's like keeping your information secret allows the evil team to make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the reasons, like. If I have an ability I couldn't use, then I won't come out straight away when I died because someone else could still claim that. And that doesn't happen that often, but it is something worth keeping on to. Like if you, yeah, if you keep secret about this, then it can be something that will create a pitfall for evil later. But I do err a little bit more on the side of get information out and build trust. So yeah. that's, um, and that is one of the reasons I love the washerwoman because it has both those things. It has like, a really key piece of the puzzle and a way of getting trust so that people believe that key piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle, which, um, yeah, which is why I really love including it in games. So before we move into section two, which is bluffing as the washerwoman, I think it's worth a side note to talk about in relation to the strategies for like playing the washerwoman, how to sort of counter the washerwoman as evil. Like, what do you do when you're an evil player and the washerwoman comes up to you and says, hey, I saw you and one other person? Because I think that's one of the only characters where you're often put in a situation like that, where you have to directly respond to something that uh, a good player is saying. Like You kind of end up with that with Empath sometimes, sometimes with Librarian, and obviously with Investigator. But the Washerwoman, I feel like, presents a lot of more opportunities for the evil team, and navigating those is difficult, especially with the possibility of bluffing. Mm. So a good example of that would be the game you, you mentioned earlier, where you weren't the Washerwoman, but you came up to me and you asked me if I was one of two or three things yes and i just said yes to one of them. i said yes i am one of those and i told you which one i just made a random guess mm-hmm. and then you said okay good that's what i saw yeah and i wasn't sure if i could believe that but i was like maybe she'll just think she got lucky and guessed me even if she isn't the washerwoman uh, and i think sometimes it's good to do that sometimes it's not though because like you said if you confirm yourself like that or if you just agree to something that is blatantly false <laughs> or at least or at least isn't actually what they learned it can be very suspicious yes so yeah i would have had suspicion on you for that game which it wasn't enough because there was too many evil people left alive by the time i decided to go down that road but it it was like in a different game may have played out badly uh also if someone else had came out as the slayer yeah it would have put major that's the other thing yeah. because if a good player is bluffing as washerwoman they don't have the storyteller telling them like a good thing yeah. to ask evil players about to give them a good bluff if because if if they're bluffing as a washerwoman, they could very well just say something in play. And then when you agree mm-hmm. to it and someone else comes out as it, that washerwoman, not or not real washerwoman, is going to be very suspicious to you. Yes. It could have been a washerwoman and a slayer in that yeah. game. <laughs> could have doubled up on both of them. 
And so that's where that becomes a riskier strategy. So definitely one I would um, assign only to as a minion play. And I would personally not take that yeah. as a demon because you could really easily like blow holes in your story. Um, but, you know, you can always fall back on like, well, I thought they were lying. So I lied to them to confuse them more. There's like, yeah, you know, those kind of like, there's just if you're ever in a tight spot as evil, just carry on accusing people of lying mm -hmm. about everything. It's definitely the safest to do it as the spy, because then you've seen the grimoire. You've probably seen that the reminder tokens are on you mm -hmm. and you're already expecting it. And if they do ask you like of three characters, you should be able you should at that point know, OK, that other reminder token was on the other character. And that's one of the three they asked yeah. me about. So maybe the storyteller pointed them to me to sort of trap me and like make me agree to this but really it's the other person and right um which something we can talk about when we talk about what to do as storyteller um, true um but that uh yeah that does create like a it's a little difficulty for a spy i try and like kind of point that out when someone isn't used to seeing or being mm -hmm. the spy like showing the reminder tokens but i'm not sure that it really translates i, I don't think i've ever ever successfully communicated <laughs> yeah. that to someone who didn't yeah. already know what was going really on try i'm like here's your thing this yeah is what you they should look do. at they're like I oh know. yeah that says uh that says uh what does it say like townsfolk that says wrong what are you trying yeah. to tell me <laughs> <laughs> and they pick it up and then like i've even grabbed their sheet and be like you might register as a townsfolk okay no nothing all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so let's talk about bluffing as the washerwoman. I think it's fun to talk about it as good because it's mm -hmm. not something I've really thought about doing too much as a good player. Right. Um, but just recently, I've seen it a whole bunch. Um, oh, okay. Partially thanks to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, what do you think about when you're a good player bluffing as the washerwoman? Uh, like I say, I personally like doing it sometimes to cover up a more powerful character to sort of make yourself someone the demon the demon generally doesn't target the washerwoman they have had their information they're not getting any more information and yeah they are they're they're sort of like a like a knowability character from that point so that's why they don't tend to be as i've just said as a demon i would reconsider that because the washerwoman particularly can be very bad to leave in the final three but in general, most people playing the demon don't go for the washerwoman. So that's why I would do it. Um, when I'm really the washerwoman, I want to be very careful with the information. But when I can make it up, then it can be quite good to just go around to everyone and say, you can even just say one character to everybody. Probably not the same because <laughs> you're going to get caught. But you could do it and it would last a couple of rounds before people discuss that. And then you can say, I wasn't really, but I've been getting this information as the fortune teller. And if you're believed with that, then that can be quite good. Um, so I wouldn't tend to do it as much as uh, something like that, where I go around and say, for instance, the same character to everybody and then leave two days go where I'm still pretending to be the washerwoman. I wouldn't do that with more new players because they would never trust me. But I think more experienced players know that good needs to bluff quite mm -hmm. as, like, as often as evil does to cover up their role and to sort of confuse evil a little bit. Um, and the brilliant part about doing that as a good player is you're not, apart from the existence of washerwoman, you're not bringing any incorrect you're not pretending like oh i'm seeing people as the fortune teller which can really like confuse and cloud the information you're not pretending to be a librarian saying there's a drunk when there's not you're not pretending to be an outsider and throwing off the outsider count you're really only confirming the existence of a uh, hopefully other good character <laughs> um the only example is where you confirm the existence of a character who's actually yeah yeah who's actually bluffing themselves but when you say that your information was false in a couple of days then like that will that will uh, get rid of that yeah, I think it's also, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like knowing the players in the group. If there's a player who's like really good at the game or like is really confident at the game, just going up to them, they could be a great person to talk to as the washerwoman and just make up some wild claim that they are some important character. And you, and you could even say like, I already talked to the other person, they weren't it, are you this? And like really try to bait them right. into going for it. Um, I think that could be a fun way to try to rule out some people as evil. If, yeah. Because if they don't go for it, maybe you can be like, okay, I feel like they would have gone for that if they were evil and you can kind of rule them out. Or if they do go for it, you can be like, maybe I got lucky, but maybe, probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's completely true. Um, and especially if you are suspecting that someone is the spy and no one has come forward as the washerwoman, you can use that strategy. Mm -hmm. um, oh, sorry, not the spy because they will they will know that you're not. But um, if you're suspecting someone is is trying to bluff or something, yeah. then you can go if up and use spy, that. If they're a bad spy, they might. A forgetful <laughs> spy might, might go for it. So yeah, so I think... <laughs> Yeah, there is a lot to be said. Um, 
it's always always be careful bluffing as a good character I think because yeah like I'm saying you are still then spreading misinformation in some way to your group and that's not what you want to do but yeah I do think that can work for one possibly catching a bad player and two covering up a more important mm -hmm. role another thing you can do with it is kind of confirm a teammate um like say there's someone who you trust for another reason mm. um like if you're the empath and you trust your neighbor or if you're next to an empath and you believe that empath and you want to try to confirm the other neighbors that the whole group will trust the two of you without having to necessarily know that they're trusting the two of you because of the empath in between you. Right. So you just come out as a washerwoman to yeah. say, oh, this is the reason we're doing it. But then you can later say it was actually because of other information yeah. that we didn't want to reveal. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I always like trying to true. find different ways to encode the information. So I'm giving true information in spirit to the group. Like, yeah. like it's going to lead them in all the right directions. But how I got that information doesn't give the evil team the information they need to make intelligent kills. Yeah. Um, and then again, just be careful as you don't want a situation where like in some way that got muddied by like like a, the empath is, is lying to you. And then yeah. suddenly you've got this chain of information, but it doesn't <laughs> actually like work at all. Um, I just thought of one other time I've occasionally uh, I've not necessarily bluffed as washroom, but bluffed washroom and information that there's an undertaker in the game mm -hmm. just when I think we're not killing enough people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the other time that I use a fake washwoman is like, guys, I know there's an undertaker. We should execute. And especially if we are targeting someone that I really want to execute yeah. as well, this can be a really good way. Especially I find... Doing things in like just before vote time really can like swing everything. You're just like, gotta like go. And then everyone's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, you're just like, we've got an undertaker. We've got to execute someone. And again, if you're good, that can be power. Like it can obviously be very great if you're evil, but if you're good and you're just trying to like target someone and you want to put a bit more weight to that, you could be wrong. So it might not be the best strategy to do. Yeah. <laughs> but if you feel like doing that, it's, it's like another small, like bringing in the existence of um like another character that might, might may or may not exist yeah There's something else you can do while bluffing um another strategy that i learned today <laughs> um when sophie my girlfriend did this was acting as bluffing as the washwoman and telling people that you've seen your own character um yes. it didn't quite work for her although it worked in a different way because this is the game where we caught the demon in like the second day or something yes um and the minion on the first yeah, day. Yeah, I'm the minion on the first day. Um, because I was the empath, and she was the raven keeper. And she said to me, hey, I, I saw that you are you might be the empath or the raven keeper. I was like, yeah, I'm the empath. And she was expecting me to maybe say, yeah, I'm the raven keeper. And like that way it would confirm an evil player to her. Right. That's like a much, it's like a stronger version of the, just like make up something random and ask people and see if they say yes. Mm. Um. Because now if they say yes, you know they're lying because it's you. As it turns out, she was playing it like a real washerwoman would and just guessed my character. So Yeah, and she's then, pretty incredible. And then the very next game, uh, another player was uh, some other... I don't even know what he was doing that game. But the very first thing he did was come up to me and say, hey, are you the Undertaker or the Butler? And I was the Undertaker, so... I don't know, it happened two games in a row. This and I've never that's never happened to me before. But yeah, this, they just guessed my character that's right off incredible. the bat. And why were they bluffing? Like um, that second person. I don't know. Do you remember? It was Roger when when I was the Undertaker, and that night I got poisoned. He was. You showed me him as the demon. I don't remember what he actually was though. <laughs> oh, he was the monk. Oh, okay, yeah. And he was just trying to be someone the demon wouldn't want to kill. So he was watching right. Washerwoman. So exactly that strategy. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's insane. And, yeah. And it just so happened that two games in a row, people just guessed my character without <laughs> that any I had said nothing else in either of those games to anybody and they just guessed it. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. It's, I don't think that's ever happened to me that someone straight up guessed it. <laughs> I don't think it's happened um, to me before. That. I did accidentally guess someone's character in that next game where I was playing in the sex and violence game because I was claiming I'd gotten information that the mathematician was in the oh, game yeah. um, that I could fairly trust. And so I was going around to everyone and saying two characters and I actually got someone to confirm they were the artist as well, uh, which was great for me because I was the demon. So I was like, oh, this is <laughs> something like it was making me think because I knew we were going to talk about the washerwoman and I was like, I'm doing almost the exact same yeah. thing, <laughs> but claiming to be the savant instead and getting this information and almost like I could use it to go around and <laughs> gather information because partly because people weren't as wary about that kind of thing because there was no yeah. washerwoman. So it looked like I was doing that strategy. Um, but um, 
yeah, it, uh, a couple of people looked at me really weirdly because they were just like, <laughs> like there's no washerwoman in this game. <laughs> but the savant is kind of every character. So yeah, there's like, like a lot you, of things You could literally happen. give the savant washerwoman information. You just say this character is that talentsfolk or this or, character. Yeah, that's, wow. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so that's, that's about bluffing me as good. Yeah. I think it's also a very good evil bluff, though, and for different reasons. It's a little bit harder as an evil bluff because... It's easy to catch a lying washerwoman if they just make up nonsense. If um, they make up nonsense, yes. Yeah. So I think the more common thing is to like confirm other evil yes. players. Confirm other or just confirm after someone has already come out. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we previously mentioned, there's a lot of people who play the washerwoman like that. So it is something that you can just say as soon as someone comes out as... For instance, like the soldier, you can say, yes, and I saw them as the soldier and we are all good together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's a, that's a, like a bit of a difficult bluff for evil to see all the way through because there is always going to be that, well, you said it second. Um, so yeah, I think confirming evil is a great strategy, um, especially for instance, like when you've got a scarlet woman um, with a demon, that can be a really great way to sort of back up both of you. Aside from that, you can do the thing where you go around and say a couple of characters to everybody because you do have a decent chance of hitting like mm-hmm. the right person. Yeah, if you say like three characters, the same three characters to everybody, then... Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe you should mix them up a tiny bit in a way <laughs> yeah. that if they discuss, they won't notice so much. Yeah, it's like, did you notice they asked everybody uh, yeah. if they're the slayer or the... Because <laughs> <laughs> then that would definitely work. You would definitely hit someone somewhere, but yeah, you might look pretty dodgy then. Uh, so I think, yeah, changing them up a little bit, but you still have it is not foolproof, but you have a decent chance of them saying yes to one of the three that you've pointed out and then you get them to tell you which one. And then if you can pull that off and they trust you, because every time I've really been the washerwoman and I've done that, I've never been questioned after that. So if you did do that as the demon yeah, um, and as long as no one compared too heavily what everyone had been asked, then you could be you could be safe all the way through. And it's also great as the demon because it is a reason to still be alive at the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you bluff as a more powerful character, sometimes if, for instance, you got under suspicion on day three and you came out as the Undertaker to protect yourself, but then you're still alive like a couple of days later, yeah. it becomes very suspicious and that you haven't been targeted by the demon. That just made me think of another like weird strategy, which would be like, say you're the Baron. You don't really have a reason to live like that you necessarily need to live other than being like a backup for the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a situation where you just want to gather as much information as possible and like get information for your team. And maybe you do just want to like go around every single person, not care how suspicious it makes you <laughs> and ask them about like four characters and be like, Hey, I'm the washerwoman. Are you any of these four? Right. And just get as much information as possible before you, <laughs> before people are finally like, Hey, did Andrew go around and, like literally ask every single person if they're the Undertaker, the Empath, the Slayer, and the Mayor or something? And, yeah, and then get them to tell them one. Yeah, that could. Have yeah, worked. and then now all of a sudden you've got a bunch of information to report back to your demon with. Yeah, if you can keep track of all of that, and that's pretty good. Um, I would. Yeah, I think I'd be a bit hesitant if someone came up to me with four characters. Four, like, four is probably four? a bit much. <laughs> but that you know, there's plenty of people who might go for that and say, "Yeah, that sounds legit." Like, I am one of those four. So. Yeah, or even even if they're like, maybe I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm one of those four, but I'm not going to tell you which because that that could be just a random yeah. guess. And then you'd be like, okay, fine, I'll narrow it down. Or are you one of these two? And then whether they say yes or no, you've got like information. True. Like maybe you ask true. them like two first night characters, two like ongoing info info characters. And then if they ever say, like, yes, you can make it so they don't have to give you the one and four because it's like you could have easily guessed that. You can narrow it down to two for them. And then whether they say yes or no, you've still got it narrowed down to two categories. It's like, oh, OK, I know you're a first night character or I know you're a like ongoing power character. That's actually a really good point um, because, yeah, you can basically fold it into characters that you want to avoid, like Soldier and Ravenkeeper characters that are fine to mm-hmm. that you want to kill, um, like the fortune teller and undertaker and then characters that don't really matter too much either way um like the like the top four yeah um and yeah if you could kind of like trick it out like that like just yeah, ask, you, four, you ask and four and instantly and then, drop it to two yeah and, and then, yeah then they'll be like okay look i'm not quite comfortable could you like narrow it down a little bit more before i reveal it to you and then you're like okay sure and then you also narrow it down enough for yourself so that, yeah <laughs> no that does work quite nicely so even, even if they say no you've still got useful information yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that could be quite good. Again, you have to be a character that doesn't care about. Yeah, that's why I said yeah. basically only the Baron I think yeah. would want to do that because the spy already knows that. Yes. <laughs> and the other ones have abilities they probably want to use. Yeah, you want to stay alive as the poisoner, and you obviously want a, a trustworthy story as the Scarlet Woman. Um, man, yeah, the Baron's just dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other interesting things you can do as an evil player to, like... Because I feel like it's it's a pretty strong play to just confirm another evil player. People tend to trust the washerwoman information for a long time before they have, like, good reason yeah. to doubt it. Which is why I think one of the strongest plays is uh, the Scarlet Woman coming forward as a washerwoman. And then... Oh, sorry. The demon coming forward as a washerwoman, confirming the Scarlet Woman... And then dying because that's when you really like that's when I find groups really trust a washerwoman. As if like, they die. The, yeah, the only person you trust more is a dead washerwoman, <laughs> and their information is usually kept as pretty like unless something really goes against it. That information is pretty much like um, considered good, and so it would be like sacrificing one of your um, evil players earlier on, but it would be quite good. Yeah, just. To, uh, to, yeah. to let yourself be executed. Like just you come by, out as washerwoman on the yeah. first day and then die, kill yourself the first day. Like, yeah, or it let, let yourself a, be executed, yeah. Yeah, or I yeah. even kill yourself in the night the first yeah, day. Yeah, and if like, that's the case, you can do that with any minion. It doesn't have to be Scarlet Woman. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true, yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I feel like people don't usually expect an imp to kill themselves on the first day unless people were mm. suspecting them. And generally, no one's going to suspect the washerwoman that much at first. Yeah. So if you come out as a washerwoman and then immediately kill yourself, it's like... Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess the demon just chose me because they know, like, I'd be a trusted character or something. Yeah. And it's a really great way of communicating to your minion which character mm -hmm. they might want to bluff as. Because you've obviously seen the three bluffs as the demon. And in games where it's a little bit harder to get across and have that private conversation, if you publicly say this, mm -hmm. like, this and this is this character and sort of look at your minion and be like, it, it's you. Like, claim it. <laughs> it's you. <Yeah. laughs> you are... Um, the monk or whatever um, but it also gives you a really good excuse to go around and secretly talk to the that's, group as well so you, you can then yeah. go up to your and then you can find out which minion you have and so that's really one of the other benefits of bluffing as evil um, the washerwoman is that it gives you the excuse to have a private conversation with everyone in the group mm -hmm. and that means you can talk well, if it's a big game and you've got two or three minions you can go and have a chat with all of them find out who they are if there's a spy that's really great um to be able to go and like if they're across the room it's really good to have a reason to go talk mm -hmm. to them um so that's another advantage of it um so i think that about brings us to the final section here which is running the washroom in as the storyteller yeah uh and there are a lot of interesting decisions to make here as well so i think the first and most obvious question kind of on the surface is just who do you show the washerwoman like Indeed. what type of character what kind of games do you set up so that you have specific characters you can show the washerwoman? Like, when are you going to show the spy? That kind of thing. Do you have mm -hmm. any general thoughts on that topic? Um, I think confirming, or not confirming, but showing the washerwoman the mayor is something to be a little bit careful of because that can really confirm them. And so the same as having an empath next to a mayor, it can sometimes, like, overweight goods power because they can that person will likely stay alive until the end and then they can completely trust. Whereas I think the mayor like plays out most fairly and most excitingly if like people are still a bit dubious if they were even telling the truth the whole time, especially because I think mayor is quite a common demon bluff as well. Mm -hmm. And if you have a washerwoman who's basically seen them that, yeah, if, if, they're, if they're in the final three, it can kind of overweight that a little bit too much. I think usually in games, not always, but... Do, like a character that has like 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 you don't want to be revealed um i think it's very common to put them with someone like a monk or an undertaker or a fortune teller because there's kind of that you have the information of it but you can't really come out too publicly with it without maybe throwing them under the bus mm -hmm. and getting the, that powerful character killed by the demon it also gives that powerful character a person to kind of like vent their information to yeah and like gives you another way to distribute the information without them giving themselves away yeah, exactly. So then you can, yeah, you can form that trust and then take on their info and distribute that. So that it's quite a nice, like, route for the good team to have. Um, characters that find it hard to be believed by good can be nice to show them. Um, I think the soldier, especially. I really like showing the soldier because yeah. I feel like 
the poor Nobody soldier. Nobody ever trusts the soldier, ever. <laughs> and what's weird is if there's no death in the night and someone comes out as monk, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> but if someone comes out as soldier, they're like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> evil targeted a dead person. That's really true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why that happens. But I think if you're a soldier, you might as well just come out as monk. Like, <laughs> for some reason, everyone trusts the monk. No one trusts the soldier. So I do think it's quite nice Uh to have the washroom and be able to back them up. <laughs> yeah. Quite often, I just feel sorry for the soldiers. <laughs> and I've executed so many soldiers as well. Um, it's brutal. So yeah, that, that's a really, really nice one. And the other one, I was thinking about this. I kind of went through and I kind of imagined showing every... I think I very... Like, I'm not sure if I ever have shown them a different top four character. Uh, but that could be quite nice because then you've got this chain of trust that... I've, I've done that a couple times. Yeah. And it all it always ends up being a really interesting game because I, when I do that, I like to also maybe throw in a spy. Mm. Um, so it's like some of the top four characters, like I'll put all four in. I'll put chef, washroom, and librarian, investigator. Put them all in. And then you just have so many different combinations you can set up, especially with a spy in the game where it's like, okay, yeah. so I know that you're the real librarian, so you're not drunk. And you know that one of these two people is drunk. So maybe <laughs> the investigator's drunk about that being a spy or maybe... The spy is what's causing you to see the drunk and stuff like that. So when you create that chain, it can be really interesting. Really creates that puzzle yeah. for them to solve. And it kind of, and it ends up being pretty strong for good because, but I, I feel like it's still, it's not like too strong because it creates a chain of trust between these top four characters who don't really get any other information. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, we all kind of confirm each other. But that's it. <laughs> now, yeah, now we're stuck and we have to just try and figure out who else we can yeah. trust as well. Yeah, because like being able to trust the information of the person, the washerwoman, which again is why it's such a great strategy for evil. Because if you do manage to bluff wa washerwoman and get another evil player, they can cause more chaos by mm -hmm. spreading misinformation. But equally, if that person is correct, or if that person really is the washerwoman and they confirm like a chef's info, or especially an investigator's info, because another really powerful thing in the washerwoman is it proves that that person isn't a drunk. Um, so again, that's why it's powerful with the, very powerful with the mayor because you know they're not drunk. Mm -hmm. And uh, the investigator as well, which as I mentioned to you earlier, I feel like a lot of storytellers make the investigator drunk. So if yeah. the washwoman sees them, they then know, oh, we've got a, we've got a sober investigator. So this, um, this information is a bit more trustworthy. Yeah, it's uh, this washwoman's also one I like to show to confirm to people they're not drunk, uh, especially in a game... Like, I would show it to characters who often expect to be drunk. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you are saying, like the investigator, like the undertaker, uh, like the empath and fortune teller. Those are the characters where I'm like, let's, let's give them that extra opportunity to know, like, okay, I'm probably not drunk. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I feel like it's very common for those kind of characters to be like, well, you can't ever trust anything I say because I'm so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an evil storyteller, you can show them the spy and like the actual drunk but then show have the spy register as what that drunk thinks they are that's pretty evil yeah that's really mean <laughs> uh, so there's so there's a drunk uh empath who you're showing a two and then you have the washerwoman confirm just saying them well, with that's the spy. definitely correct yeah <laughs> better kill your neighbors yep oh you're still registering it too well i'm sorry you're not drunk there must be four evil people here <laughs> Oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the spy with the washwoman does uh, create a lot of havoc. And uh, there's been quite a few games I've seen where good get absolutely steamrolled because the spy has managed to slip into the washwoman's information and um, lucked out and claimed the right thing. And then uh, that person's fully believed for the whole game. Yeah. One of the first games we played together... I'd, I was the demon and the poisoner poisoned the washwoman first night. So you showed them one of my bluffs. Mm -hmm. I had this whole plan. I was going to go out and bluff this other thing. And then like three people came up to me and they're like, so we know you're the fortune teller. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's also an interesting uh, thing to point out is that if you show, if you really want to help the evil team showing some of the bluffs you gave to the demon, if you show one of those to the uh, washerwoman, the demon will be much more likely to pick it up because they'll know that yes. that character is not already in yep. play. And that did, that, that when the poisoner chose the washerwoman that first night, uh, it did kind of stop. And because I think the poisoner getting a top four character on the first night, you really want to make that pay off for evil. Um, and I was just like, well, if I show the washerwoman something, 
that is incorrect, they'll be able to pick up on the fact probably that there's a poisoner, so it'll actually backfire. So I was like, the strongest chance I can give you <laughs> is to show one of the characters being you and show one of your bluffs, because then at least if they come up and say that to you, you'll know that that's not in the game and that you can claim it. Um, and even if they were in any way trying to trick you, you can still claim it. Yeah. Like Even if they've made it up, that doesn't mean it's not true. So... Yeah, I just thought, and I was really happy that it worked out. Yeah, it was, it was especially it was good. I don't, I don't know if I would have done it if it was just the washroom who came up to me, but three <laughs> players came up to me at the same time and were like, we know you're the fortune teller. And I was just like, hey, you're dude, right. There's a solid like <laughs> bluff for you Yeah, that we're never going to question. And then you had the monk protecting you the whole game. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we kind of steamrolled that game. Yeah. And because everyone just trusted me, everyone came out to me. So I was able to tell the poisoner exactly who to poison at perfect times. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just uh, absolute chaos after that. And yeah, and again, I've seen the exact same thing happen if a washerman is showing the spy and just that one piece of information like makes that person trusted more than anyone and again the whole game unravels yeah. um because of that as well yeah for good and they almost don't stand a chance what about the what about a drunk washerwoman like if they're not actually the washerwoman they're the drunk so yeah i think i mentioned this earlier for me that would be a very rare move because it wouldn't disadvantage a lot of the time because you'd be able to work it out or you'd either think okay we've got a spy or I'm drunk and you might, with outside accounts, you probably, because the reason you knew that it was a spy in the game you mentioned earlier is because you knew you couldn't be drunk. So you probably assume drunk and that's really powerful for good because then they know no one else is the drunk and they've got that in their outside account. And so because I think it would more often be an advantage, it's something you should do once in a while because otherwise the washerwoman can always assume that yeah. they're not drunk. But for me, it would be a little bit of a rare, rarer move. That's something um, I like to set up with the librarian where maybe i show the librarian that the washwoman and the investigator one of them's the drunk yes and i often like putting the drunk in places people don't expect it to be so it's like oh obviously one of these characters <laughs> has really important information the other one has easily confirmable information and then it's like if that works out well you can really trick people into thinking the wrong person's drunk which is pretty fun yeah that's true um i think again yeah like if you're gonna make them the drunk you could do a similar thing where you show the demon and one of the bluffs so that they might fall into that trap. I think a lot of experienced players aren't going to fall for something like that. So you, yeah, you could sh straight up show them two good characters mm -hmm. with the wrong token and possibly, I'd, yeah, I'm not sure it would play out a lot. I think they would just realize, but it would look a bit dodgy for them as well. So they may just get targeted as a result. Yeah. Because this and person say they claims. do decide to like confirm themselves with the virgin or something, that's not going to work for them if they're drunk. Yeah. Uh, which can just make them look really suspicious yeah cool did you have any other thoughts on being a storyteller with the washwoman um i think just uh who you show is the other person as well oh yeah um is like something to consider um and make sure that you're always swapping it because i think um you could get into a groove where you always do two good characters or you always do like a good and an evil um so just make sure that you're swapping them over um what do you think about showing an outsider as the other one um, I feel like if, if you're a washerwoman and you go up to someone and ask them, are you this townsfolk? And they say, no, I'm an outsider. Or if just like at the start of the game, you're like, all right, who's outsiders? And the outsider raises their hand. Mm -hmm. That can create an interesting situation where the washerwoman knows exactly who the one person to target is. Yeah, that's and true. So they don't have to come out with that information and they can be a little bit more confident that they're not going to give away something to another player by talking to them if they have like an outsider come out to them at first. Yeah, it does increase the power of it a little bit. Um, so you can do something like that. I guess if you really wanted to, there's nothing stopping you just showing the washroom and another character with a different character. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that with the washwoman, but I, I think I once showed the librarian themselves and the spy as the drunk. Oh. And they were like, you can do that. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not something I've ever done. Possibly if I ever racked up a game and it just looked like abysmal for good, like they were just not yeah. in a good position, I might do something <laughs> like that just to give them a little bit more Or maybe if you power. just wanted to make this person look really suspicious, you could show them themselves and someone else as the washwoman. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and now they come yeah, out on the first day and they're like, I'm the washwoman. What did you learn? <laughs> that I'm the washerwoman. Me or you are the washerwoman. <laughs> I mean, that would be very funny, but it'd also be very mean. Yeah, it would be. And so, yeah, there's something I thought about as well. There's nothing, like, 
I guess, stopping you from doing that. But that's just, that's the most evil I guess it confirms to them that they're not the drunk unless they are the drunk seeing themselves as the washerwoman. Nope, yeah. Never mind. It doesn't, doesn't confirm work. anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask me and me. I'm going to show myself three characters. <laughs> <laughs> ha. I said I was the, the empath. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, the last thing is something I briefly mentioned to you. Just as a storyteller for new people, for some reason, washerwoman, as well as investigator and librarian, are constantly misunderstood. And so I often, with a group of brand new people, do a little spiel about it. Just be like, if you're one of the top three, I'm going to wake I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to show you one token and two people. And it is like those two people are what's on that token unless you're drunk or poisoned and so i just think that's good to sort of run through because uh as i mentioned to you before i've just had people try and point at one of the two people or like (laughs) take the token and sort of like look up at me again like wide-eyed like yeah changing character or something yeah i've seen i've (laughs) shown people a token before and they look at the token and then they like close their eyes and i'm like (laughs) No, I haven't given you any other information yet. It can get even worse because then you can show them like then if you're in a really big space, you might have to walk over and like show them one person and then they close their eyes again and then you're just like, no, I have to show you two. And I have had people fully say like, oh, I got shown this person and this token and you're just sitting there as a storyteller going, no, you got shown two people and it's really bad if they've missed. It can be quite great if they've got the right one um but if they've missed the right one then it just yeah it looks really bad so it is something that i'm a little bit conscious of if i have the time to quickly go through some misunderstood character things that's a big one um, yeah i was kind of a yeah i think i always go through that like what the fortune teller's red herring is yeah although that, that one's one that often comes up in like normal discussion though mm. so they might ask about that like as they're playing but sometimes people just miss it entirely yeah that's true uh, just don't read it yeah sometimes i mention how it's like you'll be shown one of these characters or the spy like just because otherwise that might if i'm if i ever do that it might feel just a little mean if no one knows that that can even happen with the spy but yeah so i just i think it's definitely a good idea to make sure you if you're playing with new players make sure they know how that works (laughs) um yeah because it's hard to correct it afterwards because you can't just pull them aside i mean you can but it would look like it would pretty much confirm them because if you've gone, oh, wait, and then can you come yeah. talk to me? And then they come back and I'm like, actually, I've just been told and this is how it should work. So, yeah, it can be a little bit hard to correct. In the very first game I ever played, I made some mistakes on the first night. And then I was like, look, everyone, I made some mistakes. I'm going to call various people over to me so that you don't know who I'm correcting information yeah. for. And th- that worked out pretty well. So that's always something you can do if, you you, could do that, if people are confused. Uh, but the only thing is then as soon as the person who's claimed washwoman goes and comes back yeah. they're like actually i misunderstood everything yeah and, i mean you can totally bluff us that i've seen new players do things like that mm. where they like they feign a misunderstanding and sometimes even come talk to me and then like and that's incredibly powerful because but you can only do that for your first couple of rounds <laughs> yeah uh unless you go i mean this is the worst part about being in the playthrough videos i can never turn up to <laughs> a clock tower thing and just be like what is this game <laughs> and then try and pull some of these moves <laughs> uh i got i got the raven keeper what do i do with that <laughs> raven's keeper <laughs> raven's keeper <laughs> exactly uh but yes yeah, so that's just the other thing that i'm conscious of um as i mentioned to you before i, I do a lot of storytelling for new players so um yeah i've just seen the washerwoman so so thoroughly misunderstood (laughs) and as i said at the very beginning i misunderstood the washerwoman (laughs) the first time i ever played the game how did that how did that go (laughs) if you're willing to tell um i can't remember exactly because so what happened is uh evan uh now twice a year back then once a year throws um like a really big board games event in his house and Stephen came, I think it was the second or third one, with the game. I'd heard there was some sort of werewolf variant being played, but I was in another room playing Pandemic. And then they told me they were starting and I bailed on the game of Pandemic and just ran in and took one of the last spots. It was a really big game. And I'd missed the explanation in the beginning. (laughs) And so I just got this token showed to me and I think these two people pointed at and I don't know exactly what my error was but i know it was corrected halfway through but whatever way i'd misunderstood the information pointed me to 
the demon <laughs> who I tried to get executed and was going really hard until someone said, I think you've misunderstood. And then they kind of explained and I was like, oh, I have. And then it took us like another hour to come back around and actually <laughs> get them, um, which we did in the end. Um, but yeah, it really like was crazy how I, I, I had the right person from misunderstanding the information the first time. But I've got a lot of sympathy now for anyone who maybe misunderstands it um, yeah. because <laughs> I did that first time as well. Um, well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I enjoy talking to you. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. It's yeah. been super fun. It's been great playing games with you. <laughs> you played what, like nine games or more than that at this point, like yeah, 12 or few. something? Yeah. Yeah. They've it's all been, been nice to be able to games. play. <laughs> yeah. I don't often get to play. So <laughs> yeah, because we've been switching off as storyteller for the most part. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks for being on. And thank you everyone for listening. You'll hear from me and some other guest in about two weeks, exactly two weeks, I should say, assuming I <laughs> successfully edit this stuff on time. <laughs> I believe in you. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you saw me as the editor, as the washerwoman, so. Um, all right, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I'll talk to you in a, another Monday, another two Mondays. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Still don't know how to end these things. <laughs>